Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. I like asking kids how old I am. There we go. That's exactly what I'm I like the kid. And that's what kids go with. They either go really low, which that was low, or they go really high, and then I realize they don't care about age, and that's nice. But uh, I, uh, I am 65. I know that's hard to believe, my fitness and my good looks and my youth. I'm 65. I remember in 65 felt really old. If you get to your 60s, there's this strange thing that starts happening. It's just something starts shifting, and a few of you know this. You start seeing these bizarre things like AR, uh, AARP, is that right? I'm, I, I kind of block it out of my memory. I get these magazines, and, and there's, like a, there's like an actress like Meg Ryan on this magazine. And I think, Meg, what are you doing on this magazine? You know, and then I remember, wait a minute, that was a while back. You've got mail. That was before the internet started. That was, that was right. I mean, I, and some of you say, I don't know who Meg Ryan is. I don't know, who, I don't know what uh, Sleepless in Seattle was, or I've got mail. I don't know what those even mean, you know, but... I think, oh my goodness. And so it's just shocking a little bit. You know, I, it's, to relate it, it's like in your 30s, you may have a point when Taylor Swift shows up on, on a magazine like that. I mean, that's, that's, what, it, that's what it feels like. So, uh, but there's a lot of really good things about being older. I just found out I can fish for free. I didn't know that. I need, I need to start. <laughs> I, uh, a lot of other good things. I was in this line at, uh, I was checking out, I think it was at Kmart, or I guess it was not Kmart. Who was that? Oh, uh, Walmart, excuse me. Too many Marts. Uh, Walmart. Kmart's way back. Uh, did they even have Kmart? I don't know. Uh, but Walmart. And I was checking out, and this gal was talking the whole time to another guy that was standing next to her. The whole time I was checking out, and she was buying a car. So it was a kind of interesting checkout. And she was telling me about this car that she's getting, and she goes, it's just immaculate. Uh, it's just immaculate. It's been taken care of. She says, the people who had her in their 60s. And I thought... Oh no, I'm, being, I'm getting categorized as this person who barely drives and, and takes care of all my cars like the little old lady who drives the church back. I'm thinking, oh, what is happening here, right? You know, I, uh, the average lifespan of a male is uh, 73.5 years. And I just thought, dang it, that's eight years away. I'm planning on going way beyond that, by the way. But, yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing about it is, what, what, what starts happening when you get to a little bit older, you begin recognizing things go by quickly, and life is kind of like it says in the Scriptures, it's kind of a mist in comparison to eternity, what really matters. It's also like a race that's kind of hard, but it's short, and you go run well. All these things, you start recognizing, oh, I think the Bible is pretty correct on this. And as I think about that is... Uh, for me, what I like doing, as you probably know, if you know me, I like reflecting on my past. Uh, and the reason I do that, the reason I tell so many stories that you get tired of, because I love them so much, and you have to learn to love them yourself, right? But what I mean by that, my personality is that I really do that because when I look back at this crazy line that life takes, which seemed sometimes 
unbearable and crazy and fantastic and a whole mixed. And looking back, I can reflect on that, and I see God's hand in my life. I have moments that were amazing, but I also have moments that I thought were horrible that God used and seasons in my life. And uh, I'm filled with gratitude. And, and I'm filled with his sovereignty of all the crazy things I've done wrong and how God stayed faithful. And, I, and I'm just, it's just something really good for me to do. Another thing that happens when you're a bit older than me, you know, older, uh, is you begin looking back, and, and I have friends of mine that don't want to look back. They want to let the past be the past, but with Jesus, it's so different because you understand how he's sovereignly caring for you, how he's redeeming things that you messed up and other people hurt you and how God comes in. I mean, it's just this beautiful thing when you look it back through the understanding of who God is and how faithful he's been. And so there's this place in which that, you know, uh, for me, I, I look back and, I, and I, one thing I, I think about is just how faithful God's been to me. This, I, that plan, that song wasn't planned, but I, I, he has been so faithful to me. And I've been a Christian for almost 49 years, following Jesus seriously for 49 years. And I look back and it's just amazing how faithful he is. And when I look at our church, you know, we've... Uh, I think about that as I was 16 when I came to Christ, and when I started, we started this church, it was, I was 39, and uh, that seems young now, but uh, I think back and I think, oh man, the crazy things we've been through and how faithful God's been to us as a church. And I just feel tremendous gratitude. But the other thing I, I've noticed about looking back that I think is really helpful is that when you look back, you're able to see what really counts and what's really important and what's not. You can see the things that take you to God and the things that waste your time and take you away from God in much clearer fashion because you're looking at this span of time, right? And so there's a part of me that, like, I have so much I don't know. But sometimes as I look back, I know these things <laughs> because I've seen it over and over again. And, you know, for me, uh, I am just, as I look back, I, I see what God's done and I see what's important. And so, today's going to be very different. I'm not doing a teaching. That's kind of a little teaching there, but it's not, that's just setting you up. Today is going to be a little bit different because we're in our teaching team, which is Danielle and, and Caleb and I. And we meet every week, actually, for this teaching team. And we start to kind of pray about what God's doing in the season. And one thing we've talked about, we've talked about this place that, uh, you know, we're at these, these situations where we're at a place where we feel like during December we're going to take the foot off the gas a bit, right? You've got lots of stuff going, right? You can barely get to places, and you don't need one more. So, we, you know, we've been pushing into this place of falling Jesus into your anxiety and all that. And we feel like you guys are really responding, but you maybe need a little space. <laughs> so,
some breathing room to just take in what God wants to do with you. And so we want to kind of slow down these next few Sundays all the way up to Christmas Eve and uh, just have time where we can be present with each other, have some space to be able to catch up and to be able to have, be present with our family and our, and our people at work and all those places that we want to that often get stolen away from us. So that's what we're doing in these next. So we felt that pretty clearly in the teaching team. So we said, okay, let's do that. Somebody's like, well, what do we do, right? So we just started talking and all of a sudden I said something. Have you ever had that thing where you say something and you go, that was emotional. I'm not sure why. What I said was... The people in our church are doing so good and making decisions that are so good, and they don't know it. <laughs> they don't know how good they're doing. And I said it, and I thought, it just felt like, okay. So in about a second, I go, okay, you do that on Sunday. I thought, well, I'm not sure what that means. So we're going to do that this morning, because I feel like that I'm just going to talk mainly from my heart about kind of what I see and if you're a first-time visitor, you can just enjoy this too, even if, if it feels a little bit inside. God's really big about bringing encouragement no matter where you're coming from. But as you I think about that, we just started talking about this place. So we're just going to leave room for some encouragement today. And uh, this, this one verse kind of stuck, stuck out to me kind of in setting this up. It says that there's, in Acts, they had this massive riot in Ephesus. I mean... God was moving, but all kinds of friction happened, and it was threatening, and I mean, it was a n crazy. So when this is over, here's what it says in 2. It says, and when the uproar was over, Paul sent for the believers and encouraged them. And then he said goodbye and left to Macedonia. And while there, he encouraged the believers in all the towns he passed through. Encouragement is this kind of thing. It's not... Encouragement is not the same as just being nice, right? It's actually, another word is, it builds you up where other things tear you down. And it's, it, you know, flattery is not encouragement. Flattery is this place in which that you, you uh, give excessive, insincere praise for an outcome. And it's not even, it's more than just being nice, even though being nice is good. It's better than being just kind. It's just more than being positive. Encouragement is this place in which that, in, in the spiritual sense, God is affirming what is good and true in you and highlighting as your child, like, good job, you know? And building you up in those things that please God, in those places where, where it, internal and external situations can start tearing things down. And God says, no, no, you know, I won't build things up. The thing that I've realized as I reflect back, now some people say when you reflect back, don't, I'm not talking about reflecting back and looking in regret, but people say, now you've reflected back, you're so glad that God's been faithful. Would you do it all, would you do it all the same if you had a chance to do it over? And I, and I always say this, and you've heard me say this, no, I wouldn't. I would change all kinds of things, right? But I still know God's sovereignty in those things. I don't live in regret or shame about it, but I, you know what I mean? I look back and I think, no, I would do a lot of things differently. You know why? Because now I'm not 16 and I'm 39. I've had all these times of, of experience of time and I realized I can see differently because God's been working in my life. And here's the thing 
And there's many things, but this is a big one I see, and I've, I've, I wish I would have seen it earlier, but God's sovereign. I wish I would understand that God is the encourager. <laughs> he just encourages you all the time. He just, that's his nature. And uh, he just loves to encourage you. He loves to encourage you in everything. You know, it's, I've been, as I've been reflecting on this thing of encouragement this week, what I've thought about a lot is this place of, uh, here's, what, here's what I can say, I can say, I can see this so clearly, and I know it's true, is everyone, including myself, needs encouragement all the time. You know? All the time. And, uh, you know, I was at a board meeting this week. By the way, we have cool board meetings. They aren't bad. They're great. But Doug Dunlap and Caleb was there. We were talking about the board and how gracious God's been and all the things that we feel like God might want to do, and it's really good. But before the board meeting starts, Caleb stopped and said, hey, I want, and he just told a story to me about something that he had heard that had impacted another person that I did. Completely nothing to do with the board. <laughs> So now I'm noticing, guess what the best part of my week was? That moment. It was just good. <laughs> I can't tell you how that one comment impacted me. And I realized, oh, I'm doing pretty good. And I still needed encouragement. You know, uh, the other thing I'd say is that, you know, when I... When I read this, you know where I want to be? I want to be that person that God encourages me through Paul. I want to be called in and have Paul encourage me because I know I long for it, right? You know, and I, the second thing I've kind of realized is I'm not very good about receiving encouragement. Uh, I'm getting better. I used to squirm. <laughs> And I used to not have eye contact. And I used to tell people the other side of the story, the rest of the story. Yeah, you may think that's great, but let me tell you about three things this week that were really bad that I did because I just couldn't take it in. And thanks to Kitty Kramer and my wife and some other people who have this thing, look at me. <laughs> i look at you. Here's what, take this in. And I think... And it's just like so hard for me not to just deflect, you know, and, uh, and, I, and I finally I've noticed I'm pretty slow about encouraging others. <laughs> you know, I don't know what that is. It may have, I think I'm pretty certain it has connected to the, the first part of me not really understanding I need encouragement. And the second part is I have a hard time receiving encouragement and I have a hard time sometimes giving encouragement. I give encouragement when you beat your personal best, you know? Hey, Aaron, that was really good. I think that was above average. I'm going to encourage you now. Oh, that was just good. I won't encourage her. I have this rating system, right? Like, where does encouragement come in? Oh, that, that deserves encouragement. Oh, I don't know if that deserves encouragement or not. The other thing that happens with me, and I don't know if this story happened to you, it's like, well, wait a second. Aaron, there's some bad things going on in her too, maybe, and what if I encourage her and I don't, she didn't bring up these other, I don't think that, by the way, but, they, but you know, what, what if I start 
encouraging her and, and we're just kind of covers over these other things, right? She has these one things and it's, and it's really good, but maybe there's another side that's not. So, because I'm thinking the way I think, but that is not how God thinks. You understand that? He brings encouragement whenever there's a slight opening. And when he sees something that's truly good, he will encourage you in it. I remember when I was not following Jesus, and I would be in my desperate state, sometimes in an altered state, not doing well, and I was afraid for my life at one time. I was afraid for my life was crumbling. And I remember praying out loud during those times. And what I remember is, my life has a hundred decisions that are going bad. And I start talking to God with all kinds of mixed motives. And he affirms me and says, I'm so glad. I'm so proud of you for talking to me. Like, oh my goodness. He's encouraging me in this small thing and really chooses not to highlight all the other things. I think, this is not me. This is God. So, that is all kind of like for today. We're just going to leave space for that. And the way I would put it is, the imagery I would have for this, as I prayed about it, is the imagery I have is that we are, a, we've been on a hike, a long hike, a long journey. And there's been some places in that journey that are pretty rough at times, some beautiful places. We've gone through lots of things. There's some steep hill climbs, there's some briars, there's some places that we as a church have gone through. And I feel like we're at this, this, this Sunday, the way I describe it is we're at, a, at an opening little meadow before we head back on the path, and we all get to sit down for a little bit. And you're, we're, I, I don't know how big the circle would be, but big circle, right? So closer, but we're together like that. And then I just feel like God wants to say, we got, we got more to go. But God has been so good, and I'm so proud of the choices you've made. It's good. And so the way I, I've never done this kind of thing before, so um, hope it's okay. Uh, but really what I did, I said, well, when I pray for somebody, I have them in front of me, and I think, Holy Spirit, come. What's going on? And I try my best with, with flaws to say, I think God may be saying this, and I pray the things that God puts in my heart. Right? And then on your end, you're not trusting in me and my every word, but you are listening to God, and you're hearing what God might be saying to you specifically that stands out. And then God is talking to you about that and, and, and speaking to you. And so I thought, okay, I'll just do it that way. You may not know this. I have an XL of every one of you. Every one of you. Believe it or not, there's close to 300 people call this their church, so I even have them on there, the people who are never around. I still pray for you. If you're online, I'm praying for you. All right, so... I, I, I pray, and I just look at So I just imagined everybody in front of us in this room. And I'm, I said, okay, what areas, what do, you, what do you see here? And so what we're going to do is I'm just going to, I have about four different uh, kind of 
senses, I feel like that God's saying to some people, and we're going to, I'm going to say what I, I feel, and your part on the other end is to say, is there something in that for me? And listen to God on that. And then we're going to leave some quiet time and that you can just be quiet and let God encourage you in that time, right? Because I honestly believe God has so much encouragement for you today. So, you want to try that? You can't lose. I mean, this is good. This is just space. So here's what we do. We'll start with a kind of a broad one. And the, the broader one is that This is a little bit bigger than the other ones are a little bit narrower. But I believe that some of you, it really feels shaky. When you look at the world, when you look at what's going on, just the shifts in culture, the changes in situations, there's a burdening of your heart that's kind of overwhelming for what's going on. You don't really know what to do with it. And the best way to describe it is you kind of fight from being overwhelmed with all that's going on, it's both external and internal. It's this thing, and you're not sure what it is. And it's taking away a lot of your peace and joy. Right? So now if we listen to... Some, it may just be one little part of this that stands out, or maybe lots of it. It doesn't matter. But what we're going to do is, if, if that feels like it resonates with you, I want us just to have the, we're going to take, uh, each time we're going to just take a little bit of time, and I'm going to just sit down here. <laughs> and what I want you to do is, I want you to go before God and just talk to Him about that, and just be open to the place of Him looking in your eyes and speaking some encouragement to you. So Holy Spirit, right now, whatever allows you to be comfortable, close your eyes, if you want to put your hands in an outward position, if not, that's not a problem, whatever allows you to be at a place of receiving. Holy Spirit, just come. Just let him talk to you about the things particularly with you, and I'll give you a little bit of time for that to be quiet. I'll just say this in kind of starting out is that as I prayed about that, I just, and I've thought about, I've, I've prayed for you lately, you've heard me use this example, but I just had clearly the image again of a sheep in Psalms 23 having the threats around them as they go through this valley. And, and I feel like God is just saying he wants you to know that he's so glad that he's with you and that he feels some of the same things you feel about this world, but he wants you to know he's leading things. And your job is not to look ahead or look to the side. It's to stay close to him in the middle of, peep of the other sheep and continue to let him be with you. So just take a minute and just let, just talk to God about that.
just feel like he just is so you're it's just like I, I would say if I put this into kind of a fatherly tone, he's so glad that you're, this is taking you to stay close to him so you feel safe. It is really enjoyable for him to be with you in the middle of hard things that are threatening. Come Holy Spirit and just keep talking to us about that. All right, number two. Uh, and these are going to be some people that are, if you're leading in our church, so this is a little more specific because it's, when I think of uh, all the people who are taking initiative of leading the church, whoever that is, right? Um, what I know is that you're, God is teaching you, because I'm, I'm around you, I'm one of you. <laughs> God is teaching you to lead in a way you've never led before. And it is. I can't tell you how pleased he feels towards the choices, because you're on the front of the train. <laughs> you are in the, you're, you're clearing a path and that feels very different than being in the back. And God is so pleased with those internal choices to let him in. And what I just feel like God wants to say is he wants to tell you how proud he is of you for saying yes and saying yes and keep going down this path, even though it's unfamiliar and it's not... It's, there's, there's new territory in it. And so, right now, just come Holy Spirit for all those people in our church right now. And some of them are, are not even in official positions of leadership or governing a church or leading in those areas, but there's this thing that you're doing in them that is teaching them to live differently and to lead differently than they ever have before. And for some of you, it's, it's odd because you're not actually leading right now in that really tangible way, but internally, you know you're called to leadership, and he's forming this in you, and you know it's tied to the place and the way he's going to cause you to lead. So God, I pray right now for anybody who you've called into places of leadership. God, I pray right now that they will know that those choices they're making, those things that they're yielding to, they'll just know the value of those things and how you see them. So let's take a minute and just take in God's encouragement to you as a leader or one that you even know that you're a leader and you're, you're, God's showing you new ways of coming back into leadership in a way you didn't lead before.
Third one is this place of, uh, <laughs> the best way to describe it would be this. If some of you are just emotionally going through a lot of stuff. <laughs> and the feeling it is is that you feel a degree of vulnerability <laughs> and you feel stirred up a lot. You feel a lot of emotions going from excitement to anger to all over the map, right? And there's like there's certain times that you actually get to a spot where it's like, I, I, when no one's around, it's the spot that sometimes you don't know if you're gonna have a breakdown or not. It's that kind of intensity at times. And, uh, And what I, I feel confident is that, and, and I think most of you will even say, oh, I know that, but he is working on deep places of identity. And I know when you're in the middle of that, it doesn't feel very spiritual at all. <laughs> but God wants to encourage you in those choices you're making to not disconnect, to not shut down, to not hide, and you don't do it perfectly, I know that, but those moments that you say you, you are talking to God and you're letting go of that, I'm telling you, the way he feels about you when you do that, it's so good. And he's doing something really deep inside of you because he has such good things for you. And the best way to describe it, it's going to take you to living in a new way. And it may be for some of you, it's what you've been praying for. You just weren't expecting this process. But you've, many of you have had specific things that you've prayed for, and you kind of thought it would happen this way, but it feels like, my goodness, it feels like it's, I'm just kind of undone. And God just wants to come and assure you that nothing's gone wrong, and he's, we're right on track. You know, but it doesn't feel like, like that in the middle of it. And so right now, God, just come and you, you love us so much that you want to bring us deep freedom on the inner parts of ourself. You want to bring us peace and joy. But Lord, I pray God for the specific things people have been asking for to help them to know that these two things are connected. And God, would you allow them to know what you feel about them as they keep making choices to say yes to you, even though inside it just feels like they, at times it feels like they're just surviving. Let them understand that you're so pleased with the choices they're making. Just take a minute and just take that in. And that seems to, some of that part highlights to you. Just ask, talk to God and ask him about that thing that stands out. Understand he wants to bring you encouragement right now.
Amen. The last part is the last one I just had is this is that uh, is that life is just too much. <laughs> it's just too much. Uh, it's like uh, maybe you've been you've been feeling things like uh, can I get a break? <laughs> can I just get a break? It's that feeling of just, it won't stop. It's just too busy. It's too much. And you know, some of you have experienced really hard circumstances. Really hard. Now, I, as I prayed about this, and I feel like there's many people at different stages in this one, right? I feel like some people are just kind of coming out of the really hardest parts and they're starting to get a glimpse of hope again. Some people may not be there yet. And some people may be reflecting back on how God's taken them through. So I think it could be a broad range here. But, uh, you know, it, it could be lots of things. It could be sickness. It could be loss. It could be lots of things that are just painful, hard things that aren't the way they should be. And it's like, that spot where it's this place where you were at a spot where you knew you could easily drift. It was close. Just kind of deaden and drift. And you can almost feel yourself going to that, but you chose not to. You chose to still say, yes, God, I still want to follow you. And I just want to pray that, you know, for you to just know that God knows how hard parts of your life has been. He really does. He, he gets what this feels like when you get to that spot. He's not removed from that. He's, and it just feels like too much, and God's saying, yeah, it kind of is, but I'll stay with you in it. He's not, you're not going to be damaged by this. God is going to redeem even these things that are not the way they should be.